Aloha and welcome to Mystery, Mystics, and Metaphysics. We are on Meetup and we meet regularly. We talk about cool topics like the topic today. Today's topic is exploring the dreamscape. What do we mean by exploring the dreamscape? Well, we're going to talk about dreams in all the different aspects that I could think of. The first thing we're going to talk about are different types of dreams. Uh, we're going to discuss how can you remember your dreams. Uh, we're getting to know the dreamscape. So um, how do we lucid dream and what does that look and feel like? What is the purpose of lucid, lucid dreaming? We're going to talk about dream interpretation also. So we're going to do all of these things, but a lot of it is going to be done in private. So if you're interested in these kind of topics, please join us on Meetup at Mystery, Mystics, and Metaphysics, or you can check out my website, GeraldineStJoseph.com. Exploring the dreamscape, the metaphysics of dreaming. When we dream, we often go to other worlds and it feels almost unreal many times. But then there are some times where it feels really real. And we have the kind of dreams where you wake up and you're not sure a couple hours into the day whether that actually happened. Is that actually a part of your memory? Or is that something that you dreamt about? Is it something that was in the dreamscape? How can we tell what is happening in our dreams? Do all dreams mean something? Number one, Eh, all dreams do mean something, but they could mean that you really shouldn't watch a horror movie right before bed. They could mean that you have an argument hanging over you and that your mind is trying to work out what to do with it. Those types of dreams tend to um, be a little more disjointed where you just see parts of it that really stick with you. One thing to remember also is that between the dreaming and the waking mind, as we come through, dreaming has its own language. It has its own way of being. The conscious self has a different way of being. And sometimes these two do not communicate well. As we record our dreams and we look to see if there are any through lines or what is happening, what we can do is figure out our language, our dream language, and possibly what, what things mean. So the way to do that is to record your dreams, keep them current whenever you can. Some people don't remember their dreams right away. Some people don't remember their dreams at all. Some people believe that they don't dream at all, which I don't think that that is actually spiritually or physically possible. And people who do not dream at all, uh, from what I've heard of case studies and everything, mental health really goes down the drain with that. Our scientists believe that the dream state is when we have REM, which is rapid eye movement. Some people sleepwalk. Some people only sleepwalk if the dream is very intense. I've caught myself like running upstairs or doing things like that in a dream that was um, very intense and, and things felt very real. 
And then the next thing I know, like I'm standing in the living room with my parents looking at me being like, what is wrong with you? What is going on? <laughs> so let's talk about the different types of dreams. The first type of dream, which I already mentioned, and which is very, very prevalent, very common, is the realistic dream. The realistic dream happens when <clears throat> we've been thinking about something really hard or we just watched something before we went to bed. So it's on our mind and our mind is making sense of it once we fall asleep. Those kind of dreams tell us a little bit about our day, how we're feeling inside and what is happening at that moment. From that, then we move into an energetic dream. So an energetic dream is a dream about what is happening around us, but that's more energy wise. It's not something specific to us. It could be like what's happening in the world. Um, for instance, when uh, during COVID, we've had a lot of people have dreams about like being locked away or feeling suffocated, things like that. Energetic dreams often too have things like tornadoes in them. Um, tsunamis are my big one. Storms, things like that will happen in an energetic dream. All these chaotic events that wipe things out and then it leaves the ground kind of cleansed, a little messy, but you know, after a storm, the way it smells, the way it feels. So the chaos is there for a reason and it's to uproot whatever does not belong there. So these energetic dreams, if we see tornadoes versus if we're in a tornado versus if we're in a house that gets picked up by a tornado, all these things mean things that are a little bit different, but they're all telling you about the energy that you're in at that point, like what is happening around you. The energy around you is chaotic and it's trying to remove things that don't belong there and renew things. The more we hold on to the old, the more resistance we have, the more chaotic things become because we're not allowing the flow. Another type of dream is a life path dream. This is showing you like how you feel about where you're going and what you're doing. These dreams often involve some kind of movement. So it's like you're driving in a car, you might be in a train, you might be in an airplane, um, you see a road in front of you, you might be walking it, or you might be driving it, you could be on a bicycle, but you're moving, you see the road in front of you. Um, planes, elevators, things like that. So what are we looking for in life path type of dreams? Life path dreams will tell you or show you like when an obstacle is coming up or if there's something you need to be made aware of. And if we're in a life path dream and we're in a car, say a lot of people have the dream where they're in a car and they feel like they lose control of the car. That is your spirit telling you that you have or you have the feeling of losing control, like you're not in control of where you're going. So you can, you know, take that one of two ways. You can either in the dream be very afraid and fight against it, or you might do the opposite and say, hey, I'm just gonna go with the flow. I don't have control of this car. I'm gonna go wherever it takes me. And the way you react in the dream to what is happening oftentimes is the way you are reacting outside of the dream. And it's just letting you know, hey, things are getting a little out of control. 
you feel like you need to back up, maybe you take a rest, not sleeping though, because we're already sleeping. You know, back up from what you're doing, maybe take a vacation or something, and then you move forward from there. So life path dreams often will alert us of things in the road, things in our way that we're hitting an obstacle or that we may need to change course, that something else needs to be done. Then we have dreams about the self. So it could be the physical self or it could be the whole self, which is mind, body, spirit, your emotional self and all that. Oftentimes these dreams involve a house or a building of some kind. And the building will have multiple floors. So you may have a house where you're digging in the basement for something, you can't find what you're looking for, or you might be in a hallway and opening up every door. These dreams tell you that you're seeking. Um, you may find that there's something that's like rotted or uh, a fire or something else is happening. Many times these types of dreams alert us to something that's happening to us physically. So when you have that type of a dream, it can be caused by anxiety. It can be caused by, you know, you're, you're searching for truth right now, or it can be something that is trying to warn you, you, you really need to go get checked for X, Y, or Z. So that is a self type dream. One of my favorite types of dreams is the past life dream. Often in past life dreams, we can see ourselves or we have a sense of what we look like. We know that we're us, but we feel that we look different. We may sound different. People react to us differently. In a past life dream also, there seems to be some kind of a, a, a sequence. It can be a slice of life kind of a dream, or we may dream of um, our death and actually experience it, feel it, and know what happened. People say that when you die in a dream, you die in real life. Not really true. I've died in tons of dreams. It's only when you allow your physical body to be overtaken by the anxiety that comes with um, seeing your death or feeling your death um, that sometimes people will have a heart attack. But for the most part, just because you, you hit the bottom when you fall, that is not going to kill you. Oftentimes, those types of dreams where you're falling and you, you feel that jerk, it's when your, your astral body, when your spiritual body enters back into the physical body, you feel that jolt, it's like you're locking back in. It, it is like you got smacked back down. So when that happens suddenly, it can cause uh, disorientation, you might have the shakes, you might be bleary-eyed and feel like you, you're not quite right. So all those things will um, affect you. The next type of dream is a spirit contact dream. So spirit contact dreams happen in two ways. It's actually more than two ways, but two ways, two big ways. So a spirit contact dream is often very euphoric. You feel like you've been in the presence of God or the presence of an angel. You feel joyful. You might feel um, very happy. You might feel very peaceful, very at ease. And these dreams can be for spiritual guidance, which when it's a spiritual guidance dream, you'll, you'll be led somewhere. You might be spoken to by an angel or by your guardian or guide. You also have um, spirit contact dreams, which are more emotional. And those are often when we're talking to deceased loved ones or people from our past. 
you can have a spirit contact dream that actually is someone who's alive, who is meeting you. Um, those I consider more astral projection type dreams where you meet on the astral plane as opposed to a spirit dream, which is, it's a little bit different because you're, there's a different level of understanding there. And if it's somebody who's alive, you may get a, a phone call from them the next day, or they may have felt the dream. You also can set it up with someone and practice where you meet each other in a specific place in a dream. I have friends who I will do this with. Um, there's um, Shaman Christopher who I worked with. If we wanna get in touch with each other and we find that it's been difficult during the day, we will contact each other in the dreamscape. So things like that. Um, and then we have, so the spiritual contact dream will be spiritual guidance or will be a visitation. Then you have educational dreams. These are really cool. These dreams are dreams that happen where um, when you wake up, you feel like you had some kind of download. You may even feel like you were in a school situation or in a classroom or someone was teaching you one-on-one. -on -one. These educational dreams are basically downloads from spirit. It could be things that maybe if you were awake, that your conscious mind would get in the way of the information. You probably won't remember exactly what was taught to you in the dream, but it'll come up when you need it. It's like a download. Like when you put something in your computer, it's not necessarily present right away. You have to search for it. You have to open it up. So if you download a program, you have to open it up before you can utilize it. That's what these educational dreams are like, where you get a download, the information is there and will come up when needed, but it does not necessarily come up um, as soon as you wake up. You, you're not going to understand what it's for anyway. So that's an educational dream. That's also one of the big dreams where the disconnect between the dream state and the consciousness where that miscommunication happens. So you might remember parts of it, but you won't remember the, the intricacies of it. And they like necessarily exactly what was said to you. It gets translated and things are lost in translation. It's like going from Japanese to English. We do not speak the same. So when you are translating, you need to transliterate, not translate, which is different. So if you translate, that means you're going word for word, which is what we try to do with the dream world and it doesn't work very well. Whereas transliterate means you find the correct phrases or wording that would mean the same thing, which is different. So after the, the dream, the educational dream, I already talked about visiting the astral plane and on the astral plane, you can meet with others. It's kind of like a, a higher level of being. It's where your spirit tends to go. Um, we know of astral projection. We know about remote viewing. All this takes advantage of the astral plane. It's a, a position between um, a totally higher dimension and us so that it's things are more accessible, like spirit can come down to that. We go up to it and then it's easier to communicate. So that's what the astral is. Then most people know what a precog dream is. It's a precognition. That is when we dream about the future 
oftentimes it'll be very specific. It will leave us with a very specific feeling and a very specific message. Sometimes you can't totally recall it, but once you enter into the time period that it was referencing, suddenly you have deja vu and you're like, oh, wait, I know what's gonna happen. Things like that. Precog dreams often also will pick up on the energetic of everything around you so that you will have a sense when something's going to happen. So for instance, here in America, right before 9-11 happened, I'd say a year to six months before it happened, every empath, psychic, and intuitive that I know, all of us were having nightmares for months and months. My nightmare specifically was about planes falling out of the sky and us going into martial law, and that this was the beginning of World War III. Um, we had dreams about buildings falling and things like that. Now, I knew it had something to do with major cities. I did not get that it was the Twin Towers. Most of the people I know who did it did not have specifics like that, but they all felt the chaos and the anger coming from that period of time. So things like that is, it kind of happens so that you prepare yourself so that you're ready for that sudden shift or change that's gonna happen in the world but not necessarily so that you can, if you're not given enough information to help anybody avoid it or anything, because it's something that is supposed to happen. And we could talk about that later. Um, then we talk about uh, being on the psychic grid, and that's more like these bigger things where you're, you're seeing out further, you're seeing from a different viewpoint, you're seeing the world as a whole, or you're seeing a situation in much greater depth than you do as a person who's awake. So that's being in the psychic grid where you can tap into different things and you're gathering information. It's something that's a lot bigger than just a precog dream. So if you have a precog dream and it's something that you're supposed to help somebody avoid, say, uh, you may have a dream about somebody getting a motorcycle for their birthday or something, and then you tell them, uh, I have a bad feeling, don't go down this road, or um, be careful when you're doing X, Y, and Z. And then it comes to pass that he may have narrowly missed getting hit by a car or something happening because he was more aware because of the precog dream. So things like that. Then there's two types of dreams that not a lot of people have, so I'm just going to mention them briefly. One is spiritual testing. So when you're in a, a dream that is a spiritual testing dream, oftentimes, like, they seem really crazy unless this is the work that you do. If you were to describe it to somebody else, it would be like, oh, that's horrifying, but it's, it's kind of like a dream where you are being, your metal is being tested you're being attacked or you're being taught, but then you're dropped or something like that. So I think like one of the examples of this might be, I've had dreams where I have been in an airplane and something happens and we know the airplane is gonna crash. And I just pray, I get everybody to, to start chanting and the angels come and they, they hold the, the plane up and they put us down gently. So it's like a faith dream. Like I could have gone into that and been very afraid or I could use my faith to help us. So 
what I did was I had faith in spirit that spirit would help us and that's why I was given the information and that is exactly what happened. There's also a higher power dream. So in higher power dreams, we have um, a sense of being with the all that is or being in heaven or being with God or we speak to Jesus or whatever form that your spirituality takes. But there's a, a, a very euphoric sensation with it often. It's awe where you're like, wow. Uh, oftentimes when we wake up from these dreams, we're vibrating at a very high level. Um, we are shifting into a different type of awareness and it's truly a gift to have that type of a dream. It's very rare. And um, if you ever have one, you will know because of the way it feels. Same with the spiritual testing. <clears throat> the spiritual testing uh, dreams often can be very scary because you you do have these different situations coming up and it's about training you how to deal with them or like testing your metal testing your faith to see how much power you can come up with in order to overcome these obstacles okay so those are the basic types of dreams of course, you may have a chaotic dream that just you're like, whoa, that was just, I had too much tequila last night. Those kind of dreams, again, they're usually about what's happening around you. It's about your subconscious and your conscious trying to figure out the day. It may give you the answer to a question that you're pondering and that type of thing. Now, for many people who don't remember their dreams, the question is, but I don't remember my dream. How do I remember my dreams? There are many different methods to beginning to remember your dreams. The number one, the first thing you need to do is tell yourself that you want to remember. Oftentimes as children, when we have testing dreams, chaotic dreams, or scary dreams, nightmares, and our parents don't know how to deal with that, that is something that is repressed so that we're taught not to remember our dreams. We have to undo that teaching and begin to remember them. Some people have remembered their dreams their whole lifetime. Other people may have had vivid dreams as babies. They may not remember them and then forget how to remember as they get older. So what we're doing is telling our conscious and our subconscious that we want to remember our dreams. Get a dream journal. So as soon as you wake up, before you do anything else, you either write in your dream journal everything that you remembered. I put bullet points at first and then I flesh out the details because if you're too much into the details, you may remember like the, you may not remember the bulk of the dream. You can talk it into a tape recorder that's faster. Um, depending on how you are, you may or may not listen to it again. So I always recommend writing it. When you write things down too, they become more solid. The other thing you can do is before you go to bed, you have a glass of water by your bedside and you drink half it. And as you're drinking it, you tell yourself, as I take this drink, I know I will remember all of my dreams. You put the drink down, you go to sleep, you wake up the next morning and you drink the water. And as you're drinking, it should help you recall your dreams and then you write them down or record them whatever you're going to do 
when you're using that kind of a method, any kind of method where you're going to do recall shortly after you wake up, you want to make sure you have something there to record it because it oftentimes comes really quickly. Metaphysically speaking, where did I put it? Here we go. So one of the things that you may want to do is use a clear quartz crystal. Now this is, this is a So you want to use a clear quartz crystal and what you do is you bless it and you program it to record your dreams. You sleep with it near your head. So you can either put it under your pillow, depending on how you sleep, or you can put it on your bedside uh, table right next to you, but it should be near your head. So it's picking these things up as they're happening. When you wake up in the morning, Settle yourself because it's going to show you what your dreams were, but it's going to do it very quickly. So you want to make sure that you're awake enough to pick up what it's putting down. Okay, so that's clear quartz crystal. Clear quartz is fairly inexpensive. We have, have plenty at the Enlightenment shop. Uh, most people own quartz. It's very common. So quartz is a very good recorder. If you have nightmares and you don't want to have nightmares, you might want to use, instead of just a regular clear quartz, you might want to use something like this. Here we go. I don't know if you could see the different colors that are shimmering. This is called Angel Aura Quartz. So it's a clear quartz crystal that's dipped in platinum, I think it is. They're not terribly expensive um, and they will help you with um, keeping away the negativity, or at the very least, understanding what is happening when it's happening. You may also want to use clear quartz with a little bit of, um, this has citrine in it, and citrine again helps to get rid of any negativity. You might use a clear quartz and, um, I probably don't have any here, a clear quartz and, um, Amethyst, amethyst is the purple quartz. So things like that. You also, if you have dreams of like abduction and stuff like that, you dream about aliens a lot, or you, you sense like you get frozen and you get scared when you have that sleep paralysis or paralysis, um, what you can use for that is called green calcite. Green calcite disrupts the electroactivity around you so that um, different things can't bounce in and out. So that's also a very protective stone. Green calcite, you don't necessarily have to have on your person, but you do want to put that like on your windows and like create a grid around the room. Or you can put it like right next to your bed or in the bed with you, depending again on how you sleep. You don't want to be giving yourself a black eye or something from, you know, having crystals in your bed. So um, that type of thing. Those are the best ways that I know how to uh, remember your dreams and how to get in the habit. It's you're forming a habit so that it becomes easier and easier with time. Be aware that in the beginning, you if you're somebody who doesn't remember anything about your dreams, it may take a couple of weeks to be able to do this, but you have to stay, keep at it, set the intention and do it every night because you want to build up that memory. Okay.
So that's how to remember your dreams. As we move forward, getting to know the dreamscape is becoming familiar with these different layers of dreams. If you ever saw Inception, love that movie. Um, they talk about the different layers of dreams and not everyone has had a dream like this, um, but having a dream and then thinking you're awake, doing stuff and then realizing, wait a second, I'm not really awake. I'm still dreaming. I was dreaming that I was dreaming. You may even be dreaming that you were dreaming that you were dreaming, you know, that kind of thing. So that's where you're going layers deep and you're, you possibly are checking into different dimensions. You're looking at different um, parallel energetics and things like that. So it's, it's about giving yourself the time and the space to get to know your own, your own energy and your own language. Dream interpretation. Millions of books about dream interpretation. I will tell you one thing. None of them are right for everybody. Why would you say that? Well, your experience is different than my experience. So my experience and my understanding of things is different than your understanding. My associations are different than your associations. So I grew up in the city. Concrete all around. I mean, I lived in Philly, so it wasn't horrible, but you know, you had to walk to get to any greenery. You did have a tree across the street, which was awesome growing up and then they cut it down. But anyway, so I don't have a lot of experience um, growing things or being on a farm, except for when I would go up to see relatives. So that being said, when I had dreams about being on a farm or, um, working with animals and things like that, that to me is kind of like a, idyllic to me because that, those were places that I felt really safe, that I enjoyed going to, that it was a treat to be there, that kind of thing. Now, somebody who maybe grew up on a farm, maybe was forced to work from the time they could walk, who got kicked in the head by a cow or something, who was afraid of animals, like depending on what your association with is that changes the meaning of the dream. So one of my favorite kind of dreams, because it cracks right when I talk to people about this, but most people have the dream at some point in their life where they go somewhere and they have forgotten to get dressed. Either they don't have pants on or they don't have a shirt or they are completely naked. Many people, when they have this dream, it's very anxiety ridden. It's just like they feel unprepared, they feel exposed, and in the dream, that's how they're going to feel. I used to have this dream a lot, and I, especially when I was in school, and I would dream because I went to Catholic school that the nuns would be like, oh my God, you know, and they would rush me down the basement and try to get me into a uniform. And they would always try to put me in a uniform that was much too small for me. But even as I grew, when I have those types of dreams, when I have those types of dreams in the dream, I'm fine. I don't care that I don't have any clothes on. It's not a big deal to me. It's the people outside of me who are freaking out. So it has a different meaning. So if you look up 
dreaming that you're naked, it's going to give the canned response that it means you're anxious, you feel exposed, that you're vulnerable, blah, blah, blah. But if that's not the way you were feeling in the dream, then that's not true for you. So whenever you're doing dream interpretation, you really need to do things that are going to help you be more cognizant of where it falls for you. When you wake up from a dream, maybe you, you can't remember details. Maybe you just know how you feel. And that is one of the most important things that you could write down. Maybe it's not the images, maybe it's the sensations. Maybe you didn't see anything in your dream. Maybe you were eating and you could taste it or you could smell something or you could feel rain on your skin. Whatever the sensation is, whatever sense it hit, that's what you want to look at because we are not all the same. This is not cookie cutter. We are all different. We all, even if we have the exact same upbringing, we had the same parents, we're twins even, we don't have the same experience because it comes through our filters and it changes by what we're seeing in ourselves and what we're experiencing. So we have different triggers. We have different filters than the people around us because we experience things uniquely. And that's part of what it is to be human. Now, lucid dreaming. With lucid dreaming, this happens when we gain a level of awareness where we can take over the dream. So I know working with young kids, a lot of times when they're having nightmares, if you teach them that they can take over the dream, they will take over and kick butt. And it's great. It takes practice. For some people, it takes time. For some people, it comes very naturally. So the first piece of that is being aware being aware when you're falling asleep, telling yourself that you want to remember, telling yourself that you are in control of the dream, directing yourself where to go. As I had stated earlier, you can work with a partner or a friend and meet each other in the dreamscape, meet each other on the, on the astral plane. There's usually a bridge or a rainbow or something of that nature where you will meet each other and then you go wherever you want from there. And what you do is both of you write down separately what it is you experienced. Because although it may be similar, oftentimes it's not exactly the same, and that's okay. Again, we're going through our filters, and we're also doing this transliteration process as we're going from dream to awake, okay? There are plenty of videos and plenty of different teachers who teach lucid dreaming. This was just meant to be an overview, so I'm not gonna go heavy into that. You can look that up uh, and go a little bit deeper with it. What I want you to take away from this today is I want you to recognize that it all starts with awareness, that you do have some control over where you go and what you do, even in the dream time, that dreams do have a purpose, and that the first thing is to become more aware of yourself energetically, mentally, emotionally, becoming more aware and letting yourself know that you do wanna remember and retain these things so that you can look at it later and figure out why did you have that dream? Okay, so now we're gonna move on to the portion of 
the night where I do a Q&A. If you're not here in person, you're not going to get to see that, but maybe next time, or maybe you may want to take a class. Again, this is Geraldine St. Joseph, and this is Mystery, Mystics, and Metaphysics, and we are on Meetup. Thank you so much for your time. Have a great night.